Despite having young children, my wife and I persevered through graduate school. We graduated in 2005, and with optimism, maybe foolish optimism, we moved to an isolated community in rural upstate New York, took a job, and bought a house. And we looked at each other and said, how do you buy a house? And we answered each other, I don't know. But we heard location is important, so we bought in a really good location, bought what we thought was a good house, and, well, have you ever seen the movie The Money Pit? <laughs> we lived it. The porch fell off, the ceiling caved in, the furnace broke, the pipes were no good. And so we, on top of our mortgage, took out loan after loan after loan. Some unexpected and serious medical bills added in there. We found ourselves swimming in debt. And to add to the fun, I discovered that my boss was doing things that were unethical and illegal, and blame was coming my way. This was an isolated town with no other options. So the question was, do I quit and walk away? Or do I push on through? And we were counseled by so many people, it was your time to quit and walk away. It was a hard decision. But we had bought with a great location. We had been smart. Location, location, location. We put the house on the market in the late spring of 2008. <laughs> you history buffs find that hilarious. <laughs> the global housing market crashed and we sold the house at an enormous loss as we fled to New Jersey. Who goes to New Jersey to get away from crime? <laughs> Yeah, that's where we were, and it was relatively okay at first, but the house wouldn't sell for the longest time, so we were paying our mortgage and our insurance and upkeep on the place while still paying the extraordinarily high cost of living in New Jersey for ourselves and our three very young children. Every single bill that came across our desk, we would say, how are we going to pay this? And we would answer each other, I don't know. How are we going to get through these medical expenses? I don't know. How are we even going to buy groceries? I don't know. You might know that fear of running your cart at the grocery store just to get the basics, and you ask yourself, is the card going to be accepted? I don't know. My wife and I would look at our kids after they were sleeping. We'd do that parent thing where you peek in and they're so peaceful. And we would look at each other and say, how are we possibly going to take care of these children? And we didn't know. And so I did the only thing that any rational parent would do in that moment. I became a contestant on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? <laughs> I've been following on TV, I always did pretty well. And I bought the app, and it was on a flip phone, mind you, but it was okay. And I did really well on all those things, and I said, I think I can do it, honey. And she said, well, what other option do we have? <laughs> The house had sold, we were so deep in debt we couldn't even fathom the numbers, but we worked out our strategy. We knew that I had to quit and walk away after having won $100,000. She did the math, I don't really do numbers. <laughs> and so there I was, sitting in the hot seat. And believe me, it's so much harder when you're sitting in that hot seat than it is when you're watching on TV, when there's actual money on the line. And when you realize, I could walk away today still drowning in debt, or with one good day, I could get my family all the way back up to zero. We had been up to zero in years. 
But it's so hard when you're under these bright lights and you're in front of a big audience and the TV cameras are on you and Meredith Vieira is flirting with you. <laughs> it's distracting. But I had practiced a lot. I knew how to use all of my lifelines. And so when it came to a question where I had to say, I don't know, I could call and phone a friend. Or I could pull the audience. I could do this or that. And I had made all the way up. I had $50,000. She was holding out a check that I had earned. 50, earned. For $50,000. I could take that and quit and walk away. And that wasn't too bad. But it wouldn't be enough to get us up to zero. We would still be deep, deep in debt. And I only had one lifeline left for this last question. The question came up. This is the country where you will find the longest traffic tunnel in the world. And the clock is counting down, 30 seconds, 25, 20. I had to decide, do I use this last lifeline called the double dip? If I said double dip, please, then I had to guess twice. And if one of them was right, then I got it. And if not, I drop all the way back down to 25,000 and we're left gambling for groceries again. 15 seconds, 10 seconds, five, four, three, two. I looked at her and said, double dip, please. And immediately regretted it. Well, I looked at my options, and my last name is German, so I said, I'm going to guess B, Germany, final answer. She said, I'm sorry, that's not right. You have one second left to take your final guess. And I looked at the options that were left, and it was D, Austria. I thought, that's Germany-ish. I'll go <laughs> ahead and say Austria. So I said to myself, D, Austria. My brain said D, Austria. My brain told my mouth to say D, Austria, and my mouth said C, Switzerland. I don't know why. And if you've seen the show before, you know what she did. She said, oh, your wife loves you anyway, right? And I felt the mountain of debt falling on me, and I said, yes. And she said, well, she loves you more now, because you've got it! And I jumped up, and I ran, and I high-fived my brother, who was in the audience, and I flipped out, and the next question came up, and I've never been so happy to have absolutely no idea what the answer was. And I said to her, I don't know, I'm walking with that check. <laughs> and it's a real check they give you, believe it or not. And I clutched it as I walked to the bank and deposited it. And now, ever since that day, 10 years ago, every single month, when we pay our bills and we get all the way back up to zero, we dance and we give thanks. Now, I'm a pastor in a church, and that being my line of work, people will often ask me when they hear this story, was that some kind of miracle? Now, I know a lot about theology, and I know a lot about trivia. <laughs> Many people consider that the same thing. But in response to that question, the only answer I have is, I don't know. <laughs>